Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Helping you unwind after a long day of work. I think he's kind of a boob. You can't really take him a day south as a person. You can't go out there and be a moron it doesn't work like that. The Nightcap. We're eating their food. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Ooh, guess what just happened to me in here? What's that? So, it was my girlfriend's birthday on Thursday. We had a birthday party on, or there was a, a cake that was made on Sunday. Today is what? Today's Wednesday? Four days later. Three days later, really. That cake's fine, right? Yeah. So, there are strawberries involved with this cake on top. Mm. I had the whole container with me. Was not eating... There were three pieces of cake in here. I was not eating all three pieces of cake, but I didn't feel like putting it in a new container and then bringing that to work and then bringing that back. Just take the whole container. I'll eat one piece. I'll put it back. When I get home, I ate the I ate a piece of cake. Not a big one. I ate a little piece of chocolate cake today. Probably about what thirty minutes ago. And after I finish that piece, as I go to put the, the lid on the to-go container, I see one of the strawberries on another piece, and it's that white fuzzy mold mm. on the top. I so think that's mold, that. right? Yeah, I think so. So there's a. I, I'm not saying the strawberries that I ate on my piece were were there, but now that's all I'm thinking about. And you're, now I'm just like, now it's it's, it's you're gonna be okay. But I but let me guess, it's mental like, though. Yeah, you're overly aware of everything that you right. feel now. If you get like a little stomach, thing. the slightest yep. stomach pain, and I'm like, oh no, here it comes. <laughs> that's what I'm. That's the territory I'm heading in, where yep. I need to I need to separate. All right, am I doing this in my head right now, or do I? did I actually eat moldy cake? You probably did. At least some spores, <laughs> some moldy spores some spores. Were on it. Just some spores, not, all, if, not if there all, a lot like of spores. A, if there wasn't a huge patch of mold on it, you still probably had some mold spores on it. And now you, like, second-guess, like, okay, did it taste weird? And I want to think, like, okay, maybe it did. Now that, but, now that you mention it, you look... Kind no, of, stop. Now, like you look a little 
you know, like pale. Yeah. Like now it, you're just you're now you're sweating a little bit in there. Like we've got two panels of glass between us, though. How are you? I gonna... can see you perfectly fine. <laughs> You've got microphones that you're looking through in here. I don't. I don't believe you for a second that I'm looking pale. I don't um, know, man. We'll see. Maybe I'm keeling over. No, in we need to five do, hours. We need to just get your mind off of that. And we more on to the fact that Jack Eichel is still a Buffalo Sabre. Yes. Jody Biasi, Brendan Keeney here on the nightcap. 803 is the phone number. Not only that, I am blown away by the poll that I put up on Twitter to start the show. The topic that I wanted to get into was, it really is, is where we're at with the Eichel trade. And just to set it up, today, today was a bad day for the Eichel trade market. A really bad day. You had not one, not two, but likely three teams that you now have reason to believe are out on Jack Eichel. The, the Eichel market was not that big to begin with. You only had five, maybe six teams that you could realistically consider a serious contender. And you might have lost three today. The Kings signed Philip Deneau, a centerman, to a five-year deal worth $5.5 million per year. So now it's center... They are Kopitar, Deneau, Byfield, Turcotte. They already have too many centers, and Byfield, Turcotte probably start the season at wing because they're so strong down the middle, and now they really don't have the cap space to do the Eichel trade anyway. Vegas, who, I don't know, I thought yesterday might that might have happened after seeing the flurry trade. Like, they cleared space, and I thought, okay, that could be this could be the team. This could be the day where it happens. Once they, I saw the Kennedy tw- tweet, I thought that was pretty much the writing on the wall. That they were the favorite. That they were the favorite, and that was going to happen. Some form of that trade, including Peyton Krebs, was going to be okay. the package. That's what I I absolutely agree with you. I thought that was going to be it. Well, today they trade for winger Evgeny Dadnoff from the Ottawa Senators. They still are not good down the middle, but they've gone from. They've gone from, didn't they have $12 million in cap space yesterday at one point? They, they have $200,000 in cap space today. Denoff had a cap hit of $5 million. They, cap-wise, took themselves out of the Eichel running with that deal for the time being. And then Michael Russo of The Athletic reported this morning that the Minnesota Wild are backing out of Eichel trade talks because the asking price is too high. And in the midst of all this, I've still got Ranger fans and bloggers coming at me with the stupidest trades that you've ever seen. So today was a bad day for the Eichel trade market. So really, where are we at? What is likely? The two most likely outcomes right now with Jack Eichel are what? That the Sabres make the best of a series of bad trades right now. They, they, they have a bunch of offers on the table. They take the best of a bunch of bad offers. That's what I should have said. They make a bad trade right now to get it over with. Let's do it now. Or, he's going to be on the opening night roster. Because the market doesn't tell you that they're going to get a strong return. I had to convince myself last night that I liked the Vegas return. And that's what the Sabres were asking for. Vegas wouldn't even do that offer that Ryan Kennedy tweeted about last night. That's not a good place to be in with this market right now. So... It's either a trade I don't think I'm going to like, it's a trade I'm not going to like, or he's going to be on the opening night roster. And that has its own issues. Eichel, according to Darren Dreger today, saying Eichel's getting frustrated. The agent's getting frustrated. Someone's getting frustrated on the Eichel side of it. They probably want this to be over with. And they probably want him in Vegas. 
because what's a better landing spot for him? And they don't want this to bleed into the season. But for the Sabres, what's a better outcome? Is it him still being here opening night, or is it making a bad trade right now? And I put that poll up on Twitter, and maybe I shouldn't be surprised. I'm stunned that 85% say that on opening night roster, oh, sorry, I misread my own poll. (laughs) Okay, we're all good now, people. What's a better Jack Eichel trade outcome on the opening night roster? We're good. I misread my own tweet, and I'm not like going to— There is no way 85% yeah. of people want you to make a bad I'm trade not, right now. I'm not going to blast everybody that's out there right now. I will blast the 15% of you that want to make a bad trade right now. But okay, I'm, I'm cool, cooled off a little bit. But it's still, it's still a discussion worth having because you're right. Those appear to be the two scenarios. Yes. This, I mean, I don't have to rehash it all, but I, I think you're right. The two scenarios are you're accepting a deal that you don't really like or he's going to be on the opening night roster. And what have we said all along? We have, we have said all along that the Sabres have to get this deal right. And I think a lot of the reaction from people who are saying a deal needs to be done now is simply impatience. It's not actually looking at the scenario uh, and going through it critically and thoughtfully. This guy is a franchise piece. You cannot give him away for peanuts. I'm sorry if it inconveniences you or you want to see a, a trade done now for immediate gratification. You can't let this guy go for peanuts. It's that simple. If it's awkward and he's on your opening night roster and he's frustrated, which I really couldn't care less about. Sorry, Jack. Like they're already, the the team's already trying to trade you because you don't want to be here. So if you have to wait an extra couple of months, sorry, you signed here to be for substantially longer. If that's the case, you have to wait for this market to heat up again. And it's that simple. You cannot let this guy go for peanuts. And what appears to be out there right now on the market, if there even is a market, is less than peanuts. What's a nut that's worse than a peanut? Because that's what's out there. <laughs> I don't know. What is a nut that's worse than a peanut? An almond. You don't like almonds? Hate them. I think they're probably as popular, though. But I think you're right. I think you're right in that... You can't lose you this can't, trade. You can't lose this trade. And really, hasn't he already been frustrated yeah, what's, what's the difference? That's why I'm saying, oh, are you frustrated? Like, who? who I yeah. don't care. I, I don't. I don't think that that's a bad. I don't think that has to be a bad influence, because there's no doubt Eichel's been frustrated, and he still played at like the highest level that you could possibly ask of him. O'Reilly was the same thing. Like he lost his love for the game, and he was still the exact same player that he still is. He's a, a great player. Yes. Maybe it's not a good influence on those that would be in the locker room. But I also have to wonder if he would even be on the ice. I mean, they could hide behind the injury even more so if they want. I don't know that I'd want that either. I think maybe the best outcome at this point for Jack Eichel, for the Jack Eichel trade, and I think we maybe mentioned this the other night, this is good for him and the team, is if he starts the season for the Sabres and he's He's Jack Eichel. Yeah. He's back. He's a 95-point player. He's putting the puck in the back of the net. He's carrying play. He's scoring on the power play. He's setting up his teammates. You want to expedite this trade, Jack? Yeah. Then get on the ice and and play like Jack Eichel 
and teams will start biting. Right. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing at all. And I don't think you have to get, I mean, sure, like, there'll be questions about, well, is he coming to training camp? And there'll be trade rumors throughout the season. But to me, all of that is just noise. All of that is just noise. Block it out in the name of getting proper value for Jack Eichel and not Philip Cheadle in a second-round pick, whatever Rangers the Rangers want to give you. I mean, you just you, you said it. You said it best, and we've said it a million times. You can't mess this up. And right now, the only offers you're getting, to me, are kind of messing it up. If if that Vegas offer is not getting the Golden Knights to the table, if that's not getting the deal done, I don't want to trade Jack Eichel in this market. Bingo. I'd rather deal with the no-movement clause next offseason, even, than trading him in a world where that Vegas offer, Peyton Krebs, Riley Smith, a 30-year-old rental. And Nick Haig. Nick Haig, who's basically a throw-in defense prospect. And, and what I'll, could be the 32nd pick in the draft. Yeah. If that doesn't get it done, I'll take my chances with the no-movement clause. I'll take my chances with whatever comes in the regular season. Because look what they're doing today. They're filling the roster with placeholders. This is not going to be quite, I think, the tank from 2015, where they were actively trying to get to the bottom but and actively acquiring players that they knew were going to perform poorly, especially in goal. I don't think it's going to be quite that, but this team is going to have a lot of placeholders. I don't think Owen Power is going to be here in the midst of all this. You're not going to have any of your goalie prospects that will mean something to your future in Lukanen, Levy, and Portillo. None of them are going to be here next year. Ryan Johnson is not going to be here next year. Jack Quinn is most likely not going to be here next year. Isaac Rosen is not going to be here next year. You've got a couple guys. Cousins. Cousins, Dalin, Yoki Haru. Middlestat. Middlestat. Am I done? Are those the guys I really would have a worry about? You know, are they going to are they going to get that losing culture instilled in them? Because that's four guys, and among the players in your organization that matter most, really Middlestat does not rank the same way that the others do. Darlene right. is supposed to be this team's number one defenseman. It's about Darlene and Cousins next right. year. Yoki Haru, I like a lot. But he's third in the pecking order organizationally at that position. So, to me, I've already got a team of a lot of placeholders. What does it matter if Jack Eichel really just is one of them himself? Because, yeah, he'll come into the year frustrated. And I feel like a lot of the other players will, too. There's two things at play here in my mind. And one of them is the fact that throughout this entire process... We have said Kevin Adams cannot give himself a deadline that he needs to trade Jack Eichel by. Because when you create these artificial deadlines, you'll inherently sell lower than what you could get at a better time. When the iron is hot, so to speak. That's one. Two, we talk about asset management all the time. And it's especially important in hockey. We talk about asset management trading 
players when they're at the peak of their value, not at their, the, the, the lowest point of their value. If you're trading Jack Eichel now, is there a lower point in Jack Eichel's career as far as his value is concerned? Because a couple years ago, Jack Eichel goes for a hell of a lot more than what he'd be going for according to that, uh, that trade yesterday reported by Ryan Kennedy. This is probably his lowest point in terms of trade value. Teams think they can work over the Sabres because they're trying to use the lack of leverage the Sabres have, even though I think that's a fallacy too. I think the Sabres still have a ton of leverage in the situation. And they're using the fact that Eichel, we don't really know what his health status is. As far as his trade value goes, today, July 28th, 2021 may be the lowest it's been in the entire career of Jack Eichel. So why are we trying to say now is the time to trade him? Right, why are we it's okay if we do trade him if you're getting a good offer. Right. But why are we saying we need to trade him? Exactly. Now? And why is this a must now? You know why you know what I think a lot of it is is it just feels natural. Right? Like they're turning the page from the Eichel Reinhardt Ristolainen era. And because of that, because they're entering a new era of their organization, you would think, all right, well, you got to break it off clean. Like, let's start completely fresh. I don't want to think about Jack Eichel. I don't want to see him on the ice because I know that he doesn't, he is not a part of this team's future. But to me, that's not, that's not tangible. Right. That's just your your feelings. That's You're your thoughts. Things. That's your emotions right. at play. And you can't act on that. You can't trade Eichel now just because you want to be done with it. We all want to be done with it. We want them to get a good trade for Eichel and move on. But I will not even listen to... Well, I'll listen to it because you can call in and tell me why I'm wrong. But I don't want... I don't, I'll never get to a point where... I just throw my hands up and say, take whatever you get. I'm never going to get there. Not for this player. This player is one of the most talented players in this franchise's history. And he has performed. And he is young. And he is under contract. And furthermore, I know he doesn't want to be here. And I know the Sabres keep, they keep pushing the line. We want players that want to be here. But no disrespect to Kevin Adams in that front office because they just really got here and they haven't had a chance yet. Nobody wants to be here that doesn't have to be. But here's the thing about that, and that, by the way, was proofs in the pudding today. Linus Allmark, obviously he's going to Boston. Why wouldn't he? Starting goalie on a Stanley Cup contender. Jake McCabe gets out of here. Goes to a team that I don't think they're a cup contender, but better chance than the Sabres will next year. And he's got ties to the Chicago area, so that helps him as well. Ristolainen was happy to get out of here. He's going to Philly. They're going to be a contender. They're going to be a playoff contender at least. Man, we'll see. Ryan, Yeah, maybe. That back six in their <laughs> goaltending situation <laughs> is quite funny. Reinhardt in Florida is going to be a winner. You know, like a lot of these guys wanted out. So really, and no free agents are coming here today. So what are we seeing? Well, nobody does want to be here that doesn't have to be. But Jack Eichel has to be. Right. He's in the same boat as Dylan Cousins and Middlestat and Owen Power 
Like, all these young guys, they're on entry-level contracts where the Sabres have years and years and years of control. Eichel is in the same boat. He's just getting paid a lot more. He can't he can't just decide to up and leave. And to me, that means he's in the same boat as the young guys. It's not exactly the same because I know that the years of wear and tear by losing, that's instilled in Eichel. All of that frustration that we feel as fans towards the Sabres right now, that is what Jack Eichel is feeling. Really, he's he's a fan right now. He's just sick of the losing. The difference is Eichel might have a way to exit. We don't. We don't. We're we're in this for life. You know, we were born into this. And if you're loyal to it, you're there forever. Sounds more like a sentence than it, a fandom. It <laughs> does at this point. Eichel has those same emotions that we do about the last five, six years. But he would want to get out. But that doesn't mean he can just up and leave. And to me, like, was Owen Power? He said he was happy. He looked happy when first overall. Deep down, you think he was happy on draft lottery night? You think that was the best case scenario for him? You think that's who what he was rooting for? I'm not saying he's mad about being in Buffalo. I'm just saying Buffalo right now is nobody's destination. Nobody's destination. And the, the you nice should stop thing worrying for... about who wants to be here and focus more about building yourself into that destination that the next Jack Eichel will want to play for. Right, and that kind of plays into my next point. Owen Power, sure, he may not have loved to come to Buffalo, and we are we don't even know that. Like he may have been genuine and say like he's happy to be here and blah blah blah. But the the bottom line is Owen Power is probably not going to be here until next year. Uh, a lot of these prospects and draft picks in the system have a couple years before getting here the ship could be turned around by the time they get here so it's a little less stressful for them Jack Eichel is if he's here he knows he he can look around on this team and I don't think he has any delusions that this team is some cup contender next year for a guy like Owen Power that probably doesn't matter as much for some of the young kids in Rochester for Dylan Cousins it probably doesn't matter as much that's not th- – mm-hmm. they need to mm-hmm. get better first. They need to develop, and then they'll worry about the winning aspect. Jack Eichel's been here. He's developed, and we know what Jack Eichel is at this point. Right, like he's he's really done his job. Right. He became the player that – he became the superstar center. Right. And so, yeah, it's not exactly an apples-to-apples apples comparison, but in terms of team control, he is in the same boat. That's why I just – there's no good argument to me for just throwing selling your hands low. up. Why and would you low. sell low? I think I want him to be on this team at the beginning of the year. We had a, we had a caller last night. It might have been two nights ago. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, so I'm sorry if you're listening. I would have been amazed if you remembered the it, name yeah. two nights ago. <laughs> so. um, but <laughs> he he made a point that I, I liked. If you can't find a good deal for Eichel this year and his no-movement clause kicks in and he only wants to go to the Rangers or the Bruins, if you're Kevin Adams, you say to the Rangers and Bruins, this is what we want from your respective organizations. If you don't get this, you don't get Jack Eichel. And if you don't offer it up, guess what? I think that's, Jack Eichel's staying. That's really how you have to treat this in perpetuity. I don't think you have a choice at this point. Did Kevin Adams overplay his hand? Were there better offers out there and he was hoping to get 
even more and perhaps overplayed his hand a little bit, we'll never know that. Right. Well, we might in a book in like 10 years, but right. We won't in the immediate future. (laughs) You're right. And without knowing that, maybe he did overplay his hand a little bit. But if you did overplay your hand, you now have to play the cards that are there. Yep, you have to play the cards you're dealt. You, you, if you've dug this hole, right? Then you have to, you're in the you fox have to get hole. out of it. Yeah, you got. So, yeah. and the way to get out of it is not by selling him for lo- selling low on him. No, it's not. It's staying there. You're, you're, you're throwing the ladder away. If you've been point. dug in this entire time, remain dug in. I agree. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty is the phone number. What's a better outcome? A bad Eichel trade right now and being done with it or him being on this team to open the 2021-22 season. 8030550 is the phone number. We've got to talk about Aaron Rodgers today also. We didn't do a lot of that. I'm going to show up in the Bulldogs. There was a lot of things happening, and free agency was rocking and rolling all day. Uh, trades happening around the league, so it was a lot of hockey. We'll get to some Aaron Rodgers, because he stepped to the podium today and had a press conference for the ages. And I'm inclined to side with Rodgers again, and I don't, know why but we'll explore that as well over the course of the next half hour uh 8030550 is the phone number for your thoughts jody biasi and brendan keeney here on the nightcap on wgr it's almost like jack eichel has become the uh, forgotten superstar in this process now you know there's a considerable amount of interest in jack eichel as one would expect but you know the file really hasn't developed over the last number of days kevin adams of the sabers is in constant communication with those that have been persistent with their interests. And I'm looking at Minnesota, Los Angeles Kings to some degree, the New York Rangers. There are other tire kickers that are involved. Uh, There doesn't feel like there's anything imminent at this point. But as you get through free agency, perhaps a team that doesn't get the piece that they're looking for, again, from the free agent market, either circles back or engages with Kevin Adams and the Buffalo Sabres. But it's definitely something that we're continuing to monitor and watch because I would say that the frustration level is starting to develop on the player side of things as well. Darren Dreger on TSN this afternoon on Jack Eichel. Olympic golf is on, by the way, right now. I try to have an opinion on I try to have some opinion on anything when asked because you never want to be, I don't ever want to be like on the fence guy. Like take a stance, be interesting. And Brian Koziel asked us on Twitter what we think of the U.S. golf uniforms and I stared at them for 10 minutes and could not, like just could not. I like them. Think of anything. You like them? I do. I think there's a lot going on with that shirt maybe. I'm okay with it. Um, Sometimes more is more. That's sometimes more is more. That was my yearbook quote. <laughs> sometimes more is more. Um, 8030550 is the phone number. Let's get to some phone calls. The Sabres still have Jack Eichel. Uh, they also have Mark Pesek again. They have Sean Malone again. So inevitably they will sign Anders Nielsen to be their goaltender next Justin year. Bailey. Justin Bailey. They will sign Nick Baptiste. Uh, who has to be mentioned anytime Justin Bailey's mentioned. Randy Burridge. Randy, okay, now we're going way back. <laughs> um, Mike wanted to bring Ryan Miller back. Why not? Out of retirement. Well, the why not is he's just going to get peppered for 50 games. And Oh, I'm not saying – I'm saying why not from our perspective. I th- there's a significant I, why from his oh, perspective okay. why he wouldn't. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Eichel is still here. What's a better result? 
a bad trade now or let this bleed into the season? 803 is the phone number. Jonathan's first up. You're on the nightcap. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, how we doing, guys? Pretty good. Good. All right, so I'm completely on the side and in the boat of um, Eichel needs to stay here before we make a bad trade. Um, I kind of wanted to make a comparable um, to some NFL quarterbacks and some leaders. Um, today at training camp, Josh Allen was asked um, about a long-term extension, a long-term deal, and he kind of just blew that off to the side and um, kind of made a statement along the lines of, that's, that's the least of my worries I'm here and focused on. I'm trying to win a Super Bowl for this team and, and this city and this community. Um, also, Aaron Rodgers, like you said, stepped up to the podium. Um, and he kind of said something interesting, too. He said, you know, this is not a vacation destination. There's not a lot of guys that would necessarily want to come live and play in Wisconsin. Um, they're coming to play with me. They want to play with me. So I would be kind of curious to see if Jack can kind of take that step into that, like, leadership role. Um, like, you know, a Josh Allen uh, and Aaron Rodgers, where it's like, I'm going to step into this and take this place over, um, and I'm going to make it a place that people do want to come and play. I'm going to surround myself with these young guys um, that are trying to make a name for themselves and, and a career out of it. And let's get this thing rolling, the positivity in the locker room, on the ice, off the ice, COVID's ending, let's do, go do dinners. It just needs to be that for me. It needs to be that leadership role where he's putting up the points, but he's also, you know, building a foundation around him where it makes other really talented guys come want to play and win a championship. So that's where I'm at. Right on, Jonathan. I think you did a great job there. I, I Obviously, I agree. Uh, the, the only difference, though, is that the Packers have historically under Rodgers been a winning team. True. And right now the Bills are a winning franchise. So – that's the only difference. You know, Jack Eichel can step up and be that leader and be welcoming all he wants. But at the end of the day, guys still want to win and winning cures all. So if you're not winning, you're, mm-hmm. you're just, you're, you're Buffalo, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I love Buffalo. Buffalo is my home, but I understand wholeheartedly that it is not New York City and it is not the you, West Coast and you, it is not right. Sunrise, Florida. You need to have a great team. You and, need that to convince you people don't. to come here and to convince people to stay. Right. You either have to overpay them massively, like they did with Jeff Skinner, or you've got to be a great team. And then you can get people at market value. And until that happens, you're going to have to build it the way they're kind of going about it. They're going youth. They're going prospects. They're going draft picks. And... The one promising thing for me is I kind of like where they stand at this point in the offseason on that front, and the Eichel trade hasn't happened and maybe won't this offseason. Like, I like how they're set up on the blue line. It really could it could be their identity. They've not had one for 10 years, but they have the potential to be an elite blue line in the future. If Darlene turns into a Norris-caliber defenseman, that's still a big if at this point. If Power hits his ceiling, Yoki Haru continues on his development track, Johnson becomes a really good player on this team. Ryan Johnson, first-round pick from a couple years ago. Matias Samuelson becomes a third-pair guy. Like They have a lot of potential there. And they, they replenished the forward depth a little bit. Two second-round picks, a third-round pick with a lot of talent. 
They drafted like six wingers in a row. One of them's bound to be pretty good. Paterka is in the system now. Obviously, the guys that rate a little higher than that, Quinn and Rosen and Cousins. Like, I can still feel optimistic about the future without the Eichel trade. So that's why I just don't I don't need it at all right now. I'm completely fine with him being on this team. And are we completely throwing out the idea that he, that, that could ever be resolved? I, I think I am. I'm not really thinking about, well, you know, maybe if he plays and they're okay and they're pretty good and look, oh, Cousins is scoring goals and Middlestad is back playing really well. And like maybe and Jack will want to stay. makes the jump to a Norris contender. Right. And maybe Jack will want to stay. I'm not going that far. I think that ship has probably sailed. Yeah. I think it's hard to believe even for me a little bit that they, he would start the season with this team. The way they talk. The way they act. I mean, I just it's hard for me to believe. So I don't know that they'll ever get back to a point where it, those two sides where they, they can go long-term together. But the Sabres have that card to pull. They have that leverage to play if they want to use it. Right. And you got and like teams are calling their bluff, right? What was their leverage? Their leverage was, we don't have to do this right now. He's under contract for five years. And maybe what you've gotten around the league is, you've got to do this now. We all know it. You're going you're gonna to make a deal. And if that's the stance Kevin Adams is taking, then I'm all for it. Don't give in to that pressure, that artif- what I would consider to be artificial pressure. There is no deadline that this needs to get done by. And are you? did you just react to the Kemper news? What? Yeah, Darcy Kemper from Arizona to Colorado for a first-round pick and defenseman Connor Timmins. It's a pretty big haul. Who is going to play goalie for the Sabres? Who would be the betting favorite today? Nico Koskinen. See, the I, I want that to happen. The uh, Koskinen makes $4.5 million, one year left in his deal for Edmonton. They want to create cap space probably, uh, get that contract away. Um, he has a 15-team no-trade clause, right. no-trade list, and I just have to imagine the Sabres are on every list. Yeah. Right? Um so I, who's going to play goalie? Allmark signs in Boston. No qualms, by the way, at all with that happening. I think I mentioned it earlier. Like, how if you're Allmark, of course, sure, you're going to go be. There's a great deal for one. him. Yeah, and the, the term and Best the money to you. I have no issues with four with years, Allmark. five yeah. million per year. Yep, it's a smart move by by Allmark to do that. I, I, you know what? That was a a good dude that like always was honest, straightforward. Mm. He was hilarious at times, always upbeat. And he was good. And he came from nowhere, six round pick. Like for him to get the best, the perfect deal financially and to be now the goalie and a Stanley cup contender. I feel good for him. Yep. I'm going to start rooting against him because I can't stand Boston and that's going to be tough, man. Like, is he going to get booed in the arena? I can't even, like, picture him in a Bruins uniform. Me neither. Like, I get, I think I get to about the helmet, and then I'm, I'm stuck. <laughs> I can't see the helmet. Um, so, yeah, all marked to the Bruins. Pesic is back. Do I want to read into that at all? I, I want to believe that they've made this turn towards analytics because of Jason Carmanos and His Sam analytics Ventura. are good. And this is a darling, right? This is a guy that has good possession numbers. Now, he has played very protected minutes throughout his career. So, how will they look next year if he's playing on the second pair for the Sabres? Uh, not that great. Um, 
He's 29 years old. It's a one-year deal for 900000 So I'm, I'm past thinking Mark Pesic could mean something to the organization. But kind of cool that he's back. Um, Sean Malone, kind of cool that he's back. I'd imagine he probably plays at some point this season, maybe late in the year when the Sabres like 30 points out of a playoff spot. Um, but again, what are we waiting on? We're waiting. Oh, the well, we also had who's this other player? Uh, I keep forgetting his name. Vinny Hinostroza. I can't believe there's a guy that's played 300 games in the league that I hadn't heard of. You never heard of Vinny Hinostroza? I d- did not know who it was. Huh. I compared him to Zach Dalpy on Twitter right away, and then I realized, oh, he actually is an NHL player. Yeah, he's been around. Yeah. So, all right, this is my Tobias Reader replacement probably. Um, but again, we still don't have a goaltender and I don't know what's to be gained anymore from that. I think you just from having a goaltender. Well, I just well, <laughs> go without anyone in the crease this year. I, hey man, I will, I'd love to see it. Um, but yeah, like what, what's the upside? Is there any, there's no goalie out there anymore. That's got the age where you could think hey, two, three years from now, this guy could still be a part of my future. That guy's not out there and no one's really that interesting. That's available. Would be like, oh, cool. He's the Sabres goalie. I guess Lundqvist would fit that, um, but that's not happening. So, I guess what I'm looking for in net is just who's a guy I could spin at the deadline for a third round pick. I think it's where I'm at. Dubnik, would Dubnik be the betting favorite to be the Sabres' number one goalie? Maybe the uh, the the Stars have like four starting goalies, so a deal could be worked out there, and maybe you spin it. I don't know. Sure. I guess um, I, I'm kind of against the idea of dealing for a goalie at this point. Me like, too. But what else is your? But what's your option? You already traded Reinhardt for that. Like I'm gonna spend another asset to get another goalie. To get a yeah, to get a goalie that isn't going to be a part of your long term future. Yeah. Like no, it's one thing if you're training tra- uh, trading to get someone who you anticipate to be with you through the rebuild and beyond. But it's very clear that's not what this Sabres team is going to be about next year. Right. Man, their team is going to stink, by the way. <laughs> I mean, just try to build an opening night roster right now. I guess if Eichel's oh. on it, it makes it a lot better. Um, man, that'll be interesting. Uh, Not that Eichel is because we've seen it. Eichel's been great, and they've still been last. Um, but without him, especially, the forwards they have under contract right now, Skinner, Opoxo, Olofsson, Eakin, Gergensons, Bjork, Thompson, Hinostroza, Cousins, Kajula, and then Asplund, Middlestad, or RFAs. I mean, my goodness. What are your lines? Who Roots, cares? Roots, Alinen. Roots, Alinen, there He'll you play. go. He might be my number one center. Well, Cousins is your number one center, if everything holds up. Cousins is your number one center with who? Olofsson and... Skinner? Skinner. My second line is... Oh, my God. Middlestad <laughs> at center... With a poso, uh, Bjork, Bjork and Thompson. Oh no! Man. Remember last year the middle stat Thompson Aspen line played really well. They played really well on the third as a third. Well, now there you're getting a promotion, <laughs> boys. You're line two. Uh, line three is this is where Roots Linen fits in. Anastroza, Anastroza, Kajula, a poso. My Poso, Gergensons, and Eakin. That's my that's my forward group. Who scores? Who scores? Who leads that team in goals? Oh, it's gonna be brutal. But fine. Shane Wright. 
Just gonna say the name. That's this it. Is, this is all for this a is, like eighteen and a half percent chance at Shane Wright. That's this is for to get the highest draft pick possible because there's nothing else you're gonna do next year anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see him. By the way, I've got buddies. We're already in a group chat where we're discussing it. Shane Wright, if you don't know, by the way, is like the number one pick for next year's draft. That is, he's getting that generational tag attached to him. Um, similar to what like McDavid got and Eichel and and Matthews, he plays for the Kingston Frontenacs of the OHL, and Kingston is not coming stateside this year. They're not playing Erie, so the border's got to be open. But if you remember back in the McDavid days, a lot of Saber fans would make the trip down to Erie to watch him play. In fact, I did it like five or six times, and I could tell you almost every single time that building was full of Saber fans. Like, there were more Sabre jerseys in there than anything else, than Erie Otter jerseys. And I think, you know, I'm going to be interested to do that. Mississauga is an hour and a half away. Hamilton's an hour and 15. And Niagara is like 50. So, does that interest you at all? Going to see Shane Wright play? Go see some OHL hockey? No. No? <laughs> Not really. All right. I'll give you a report then when I get back. I appreciate it. If the border is open at that point. I'll probably just watch the game on YouTube or what something. What the odds the border is even open at that point? Might not be high. Anyways, let's take a timeout now. Aaron Rodgers, what happened today in Green Bay is just is crazy. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we return. Jody Biasi, Brendan Keeney, last call in the nightcap after this on W. past 2021 and I'm not a part of recruiting processing for agency if I'm not a part of the future then instead of letting me be a lame duck quarterback if you want to make a change and move forward then go ahead and do it that obviously didn't happen Uh, like I said it wasn't a draft day thing there were conversations for uh, a number of months leading up to that post the draft I think what basically happened was then they said uh We'll give you some money now. Let's see if we can throw some money at you. I said from the start it wasn't about the money. Um, Obviously, I didn't show up for the off-season program or mini-camp. To me, it was bigger than this. It was about trying to be a resource for the organization that I care about and love so much. So when the money came at me, the other part is after the season, there was a part of me that did think that there would be conversation about an extension, you know, based on my cap number this season, next season. It seemed natural based on the way I played. To at least have a conversation about it. It wasn't a conversation. All right, what did you make of what Aaron Rodgers did today? Stepping to the podium, he got asked at the top, like, what what, what was what was happening this offseason? Like, what was all this about? And he went on for eight minutes. Yeah. Listing players that he wished the organization would have kept. I mean, really criticizing the front office, Brian Gutekunst. I want to love it. I do. But I think he's a jerk also. And can I love it? And can I love him if I probably hate him in real life? You can separate the two things. I think I am because I I watch him and I'm laughing and I'm like, yeah, get him, Aaron. All we ask for, you know, sports media, members of the media, fans, all they ask for in these press conferences are like, oh, we want to stay away from the cliches. Let's get real honest answers. And this guy just gave the most in-depth answer that most players, if not all players, would say, I'm going to keep this in-house. I have no comment. Uh, Let's talk about football and moving forward. The fact that he illuminated 
everything, all the speculation that's been going on surrounding him and the Packers for months in about 10 minutes. It was fascinating. And you don't have to like him or what he did, but it was at the very least fascinating and extremely interesting. I also think he's in the right. From his perspective. Remember, this is his perspective. He just the other thing is he seems like such a he comes off as genuine, even though I'm not sure he is. But he's a thoughtful guy. Like he's a smart guy. Hundred percent. Like, this dude hangs out with the Dalai Lama. Like he he's he's deep. But I don't know. I, I don't know. And my read on him is tough because again, I wanna like him. I wanna blast the Packers. Like, Ed Werder is tweeting the other day, something I tweeted like six months ago. The Packers, in 30 seasons with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, have two Super Bowls. Like, you've had two of the best quarterbacks ever. And I don't feel like they've done all that well with it. No. Like, I don't know, man. The Packers really frustrate me. I think they are, if you asked me, is there a team in the league that's about to be bad for like a decade? I think I'd pick Green Bay. Their quarterback luck is going to run out. I think this is maybe it for Rodgers. I don't think Jordan Love is good at all. And their Green Bay, Wisconsin. Like, kind of a lot of these Buffalo points that we've mentioned earlier. Rodgers, by the way, said it today. Green Bay's, but man, this was also a comment that like this could turn the fans against you a little bit. But he said Green Bay's not a vacation spot. The players are coming here to play with me. And while that is arrogant, he's right. Yes. The moment Rodgers goes away, nobody is choosing to go to Green Bay. And I think that franchise, that organization, is primed to have a decade-long stretch of. Kind of like what we saw here in Buffalo. The moment Rodgers is gone. Maybe. And I'm kind of, like, do I want that to happen? Do they deserve it? I feel like they do deserve it. Because, you know, back to your point about two Super Bowls in 30 years, yeah, you won your two Super Bowls, but you didn't maximize what you could have done with those two. No. Not even close. You know, know, like, Rodgers, I guess part of why I side with him is I think he's more talented than Tom Brady. And he's not Tom Brady. Right. But I think in part, the Packers won't let him do a lot of things that Tom Brady gets to do. Brady has his hands all over personnel decisions. He's the reason, like, even, like, little stuff. They signed Gio Bernard this offseason because Brady wanted Gio Bernard. They signed Antonio Brown in both New England and Tampa Bay. Why? Because Brady wanted Antonio Brown. Like, it just seems like everything runs through Brady both in New England and more so in Tampa Bay. And he's getting that treatment at the end of his career, where Tampa is, like, letting him run the show. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.